This week on Ridiculously Bored. But for some reason, I also took out my brother and sister because they also got charcoal that year. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever had to punish your kids for? I think okay. I might say more about you your brains than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a big 50-foot I got to unpack this. I got so many things on my mind right now. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to episode number six. This is the holiday special. <laughs> We're trying to be politically correct for all the different uh, nationalities and denominations and religious preferences out there. How's it going, Michael? Very good, thank you. Um, I know David <laughs> has made it very um, generic holiday for the Jewish people out there, you've, your holiday's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we still wish everyone uh, the happiest holiday that, season course, ever. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, I'm going to start again with some technical corrections from the last oh, episode. Boy. And I'm sure there were dozens. No, this, no, just a couple. First off, you can buy a Laserdisc on eBay. There was one for 99 cents. And as a reminder, I think I paid eight or nine hundred dollars for mine when I bought it. <laughs> but for ninety nine cents, I could get a new one. Oh, fantastic baby wipes. I, I think this one you might have a, a leg to stand on. Wet naps. Were you know invented. what? I actually looked this one up after the last episode because I knew it was going to come up. Well, my my uh, cousin Baloney sent me a message and said, "Hey, did anybody Google this yet?" And he gave me some info. <laughs> so wet naps were created in nineteen fifty eight. And then they were actually yes. sold. They were called moist towelettes yeah. for about 30 years. And sold and first used by Colonel Sanders <laughs> at KFC. Yeah, that makes sense. The term baby wipes, though, even though there was some form of a product, the term baby wipes did not come around until the 90s. So I'll give you, yeah, a, I'll give you a technical win on that. Okay, well, let's be realistic, though. Did anyone ever wipe your ass as a kid? Do you remember anyone ever wiping your ass with uh, a, a wet nap or a moist towelette? In this instance, no. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. I have yeah. paid people I, yeah. to do it when I was older. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do we have to bleep that one no, out? That, I don't know. Is that, can we leave that in? <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is a friend of mine said that in Rockland, they call Mischief Night or Devil's Night, they call it Gate Night. Rockland County, Rockland New York? County, New York, which the follow-up okay. question of mine was, I didn't know you were from Rockland. And he said, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so he said somebody has told him that over the time. So, so is it gate night because like you were supposed to like lock your gates or did everybody live in a gated community? I need to understand that. That I don't know. Don't know. We'll leave All that right. as cliffhanger next episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. Um, so I, every time we have an episode, I usually have a drink in hand and um, I almost always get asked what I'm drinking and no, I was not drinking elephant semen last week. Um, so <laughs> I think we cleared that one up. Is David has made this a new segment, David's Drink of the Week. And I think it's specifically, <laughs> well, you don't drink. specifically so I don't name it afterwards. So but go ahead. <laughs> what are you drinking this week? 
<laughs> so this week we have a PBJ whiskey. So it is uh, part screwball, which is, uh, let's see if we can get the camera to focus there on that. Go. It is peanut butter whiskey, which is fantastic. And then the only cherries you should ever put in any alcoholic beverage, Luxardo cherries. They're maraschino cherries, but they're uh, they're pretty fantastic. And um, I don't know where they're from. And so this this goes to I must follow up with. They are not paid sponsors. David just really likes those products. <laughs> but but if the marketing person from Luxardo or Screwball Whiskey would like to sponsor any future episodes, I will gladly have a beverage in your name in future episodes. Shit, so please so let I. us know. <laughs> <laughs> you might even get Mike to drink. It's <laughs> uh, great. I drink each week. I drink water out of my Boba Fett cantina. All right. So you brought up Boba Fett. Can can we talk about the Mandalorian? I think it's been long enough to where the the cat's out of the bag. Everyone's seen it. If you haven't seen it, pause this episode right now. Go watch it and then come back because we're about to spoil the shit out of it for you. Yeah, I think as long as we say spoiler alert, we're covered. Yeah, spoiler alert. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, that that show has been so it's eight eighteen sixteen episodes. Sixteen yeah. over about fourteen months now. The show has been fucking amazing. Um, uh, hold on, I fucking love John Favreau. Mm-hmm. I have loved him since Swingers, right? Mm-hmm. Because when Swingers first came out, you and I were just starting to kind of do our Vegas yep. thing and get the, the the trip going. And that movie was all about guys just going and hanging out in Vegas and having a good time. And I I could totally relate to to that movie. So ever since that movie came out, I've been a big John Favreau fan. So the minute I heard that he was doing something inside the Star Wars universe, I was super excited because I feel like Anything he does, he kind of takes it to another level of completeness. And like he did with Iron Man, he did he did a bunch of different uh, movies. Even the movie Chef, Chef's which had nothing to do movie. with. I know it's like I never even enjoyed cooking in general. But the minute I watched that movie, I went out and bought a panini press because I wanted to make a freaking Cuban. Because half the movie talks about his little truck with the Cuban sandwiches. See, after that movie, I actually just went out and found a Cuban. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Is he cute? Is he cute? Um, that's a swinger <laughs> reference for those listening. Yes, it is. So um, same here, right? So I've been a big fan of his as well. But the the approach that he took on this episode, I mean, the show, right? Well, first of all, season one, episode one, they bounce and announce that there's a baby Yoda, right? The child, whatever you want to call him, Gorgu now. But that Grogu. Grogu. Come on, say it correctly. But that's Jesus something Christ. that was such a surprise that was out of nowhere. Yeah. And then the way they just been building it over the time. And then, as I mentioned, then they get to Boba Fett in season two and they've been riding like, you know, Batman and Robin. It's been fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, they, they took, they took all the things. I mean, as someone who grew up as a child in the first series, episodes four, five, and six, there was a certain nostalgic quality to those movies. Mm -hmm. And then they came out, Lucas came out with episodes one, two, and three. And I think a lot of us felt kind of abandoned, like all the quality. Yeah. All the qualities that we loved about the first three movies or episodes four, five, and six, we felt like um, he catered those directly to kids and the toy market. Mm -hmm. I felt like that move, those movies were made to have a bunch of toys to sell. 
And I was never really into it. And I think Favreau took The Mandalorian and kind of took it back and put us back in those same places that the first, you know, episodes four, five, and six were. And they were dark and they were dingy and they were like questionable. And it wasn't all like, you know, polished. It felt really rough. And I just felt like he did a great job bringing people like us back into the fold. Because even the last three movies, seven, eight, and nine, uh, four, five, six, yeah, yeah, seven, eight, and nine, I felt like they were pretty good. But again, I felt like they were the next generation. I didn't feel like it was really calling out to my generation. And I felt like The Mandalorian was. Yeah. Absolutely. So seven, I thought was okay. But that's basically because one, two, and three were fucking horrendous. Right. So those came out and reset the bar of like, yeah, kind of Star Wars is dead. Right. Then seven came yeah. out. That was pretty good. Eight and nine, I think they fell off a little bit as they moved forward. Rogue One, I thought was a great movie. I thought that had the first feel of the original trilogy. I thought Solo was pretty good. Eh, Solo I thought was okay. But the thing with Mandalorian is you talk about bringing it back to what we like. It's all fan service, right? One of the things when they trade the Beskar in that white cantina, I don't know what it's called, uh, the Mm -hmm. thing. That was some throwaway scene in the old movies where the guy's running through the hallway, literally in a Hamilton Beach ice cream maker. That's what that is. And if you rewatch it, that's exactly what it is. So it's just the total fan service that's been done. Um, and then, as David mentioned, spoiler alert, when episode 16 happens and Luke comes to save Baby Yoda and just fucking rips through all of the stormtroopers, the dark troopers. And the funny thing is the people who are on the other side of the door, they don't even know if they should let him in or not, right? Because that's how new mm-hmm. the Jedi is and what's happening. So I just, I just mm-hmm. thought it was so fantastic. And then the icing far and away on the cake was closing credits happen. They flash back to Boba Fett's place. and Sorry, uh, Jabba the Hutt's place with Boba Fett walking in and taking it over. So like yeah. you, you can't fucking beat that. Yeah, no, that was, that was uh, a, a definitely a surprise. I got to say, though, um, I was super, super disappointed in the uh, the deep fake of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that, that could have been uh, better. It was, I mean, all right. So Disney owns, I mean, Disney is probably the premier movie maker, filmmaker in, in this century, right? As far as technology goes, they own Lucasfilms, they own Marvel, they own Pixar, mm-hmm. which kind of was the cornerstone of 3D modeling for movies and 3d characterizations and i can buy a fucking app for a dollar 99 on the apple app store that could put my face on britney spears body for a gag and it looks 10 times better than luke skywalker did in this fucking episode of the mandalorian so that was very specific process there how many times have you done this <laughs> gag as you so-called called it i've actually never done it but i have a, a friend of mine that has the app and and the reason why i've never done it is because he's kind of cornered the market on it he keeps uploading these videos of himself and it's on like britney spears or madonna or like a bunch of like female actors and it's hysterical but it looks really good like the lighting it looks like his face belong obviously it looks awkward Right. <laughs> as awkward as fuck, right? But it looks really good. And I just have a hard time believing that Disney slash Marvel slash Pixar of all companies couldn't do a better job of putting Mark Hamill's face on 
another body. actor's body. Yeah. yeah. And, and Marvel's cornered the market on that reverse aging thing, right? Like they've had scenes sure. where yeah. Nick Fury is 35 years younger in, in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, I agree. And I also noticed somebody made a deep fake of, of Solo and put Harrison Ford's face on it. And they did a great fucking job, better than what I saw this past episode. So not to take anything away from the story, the story was fantastic. Loved the entire series. Um, Favreau's figured out how to make women who typically don't like the Marvel universe or the, the Star Wars universe like the Star Wars universe because of, you know, quote unquote, baby, baby Yoda. So there's a bunch of memes too. Have you seen the memes out there where there's one where this guy's like, he's talking to his wife. He's like, listen to me, repeat after me, grow goo. And then it goes to her and she says, baby Yoda. <laughs> it just, it's just so funny. No. It's just like, he's, he's brought women into the fold and I think he's opened it up to a wider audience. No, my favorite meme though. And I think we'll put a link in the bottom is David on Britney Spears body. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have to download the app just to put it in this episode. I'll Maybe give you a we'll dollar towards the dollar as the, as the end credits <laughs> instead of the uh, the bloopers. So I've also like I've watched the scene when Luke's ship, the X wing fighter, gets onto um, the vessel three times. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, there was a couple things that jumped out of me watching it a couple times. Was the lip syncing was off? Like even when he was talking, mm -hmm. it was a little bit off. So yeah. But overall, I think it's an amazing mm -hmm. show. And, and if you're not watching it, you should be. Well, if you're not watching it and you're still listening to us, sorry, we just fucked up two seasons for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully that you weren't going to binge that over your Christmas break. <laughs> holiday All right. break. Holiday break. All right. Speaking of holidays, we, uh, we teased last week that we were going to talk about the shittiest gift that you've either gotten or given. I'm going to let you go first this time. All right. So... I'm going to give one for something that I got as a kid. And I think it's standard issue. If this has happened to you, this has got to be on the list. You know, 35, 40 years later, I still think about it. One year I actually got charcoal from Santa. <laughs> so I actually that got. That doesn't surprise me though. I feel like that's like, that should have been like a norm for you. Only once, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> that'll be what we'll be reading later. People will say that. Yeah. Um, but it was actually like the briquettes put in a plastic bag from Santa. The best part about it though, was whatever happened, I don't remember what happened, but I do remember, <laughs> I remember the background of it, meaning we all went into my parents' room. We went onto the bed. We were all opening our gifts at the same time. And I opened mine first, charcoal. So whatever happened, and I really wish I could remember what it was, but for some reason, I also took out my brother and sister because they also got charcoal that year. <laughs> so all three of us, something happened right beforehand. So that's that, that's funny. mine. I mean, I know so your, your parents one. were just trying to make a statement. I'm sorry. Santa Claus yes. was trying to make a statement. Yes. <laughs> it was, I'm watching you. All right. So, all right. And then you go ahead and then I'll give you another one where a gift I gave. What do you have? So I, I, I thought long and hard about this one and I actually, I didn't feel like I had a story that can do this justice. So while I was Christmas shopping this week, I decided I needed to come up with a really shitty gift. Mm -hmm. Um, not only for the story, but um, I can't even say who it's for because just in case they see this before they open it. Um, but I, I did get, uh, I was on Amazon and I was looking for gag gifts. And uh, you know how Amazon has that feed that says, you know, recommendations for you. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that fucking came up was something called hashtag cat butts. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a coloring book of basically cats from the perspective of their asshole. So now, hold on a second. Amazon doesn't recommend shit. Like you didn't go in there and ask for an extension cord for your garage. And then all of a sudden it recommends <laughs> maybe you'd like cat butt art. What the fuck are you buying or looking at that that's in the um, logic there of Amazon? So I've long felt like Big Brother is upon us and has been upon us for quite a while. And I'll give you a perfect example. You and I, last episode, talked about Manscaped products. Mm -hmm. Okay? Ever since we released that episode, I get ads for Manscaped uh, on almost every social media platform and on news sites. So if I go to like CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whatever, I see ads for Manscaped and Instagram, Facebook, yep. I'm getting ads for them. So, so clearly there's an algorithm that's reading into stuff that I'm attached to and it's, and it's feeding stuff to me. So to your point, um, I was looking for gag gifts. So I don't know if that was the number one gag gift or not. But I didn't get that, right? And the reason I didn't get that is because right next to it was something far better, okay? It was a calendar, a wall calendar. I think it's like a 12 by 12 wall calendar okay. of dogs Licking their balls. Shit. Oh, so close. Taking a shit. <laughs> so literally, it's a, it's, a, it's a photograph of like ancient Egypt. And there's a dog, there's a dog <laughs> taking a dump right in front of the pyramids. There's the Grand Canyon. There's Mount Rushmore. Like all these places where you would normally see like beautiful locations. There's a dog taking a shit there. And it's not the dog like just in the humpback position. It, there's literally like a half a log coming out of its ass. <laughs> so I saw that and I'm like, that's the perfect gag gift for so-and-so. Yeah. So and so I'm not going to ruin it just in case... They happen to watch this episode before I give it to them. Okay. couple problems here. One. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about this algorithm of things you're doing. Last week, episode five, if anybody's interested, you talked about drawing the ball sack ass photo from behind. So I'm guessing at yeah, some point, maybe, maybe we mentioned you know cats. What? Maybe there's, all of a sudden there's some logic, logic there. Yeah, I, can, I can see that algorithm picking up. Two. I don't blame the person who created that calendar. That's the whole idea of a free society, right? You may, I mean, the, the, I think I might say free calendar, the calendar. Yeah. That's the idea. You make something, you hope somebody buys it. You want to sell as it's many capitalism as you can. Capitalism at its finest. That's right. Where I have the problem is with you, <laughs> is the person who actually buys it. That's where my problem is. This is lies. not the first time you've had a problem with me. <laughs> so that should be no surprise. Jeez, oh, I can't wait. The good thing, though, is that you bought that. And now a ton of other shit's going to come up. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna you're going to get literally shit in this case. <laughs> um, you're going to get a lot of those. So that's even, that's worth the weight in gold right there. Yeah. So I, before you tell your story, I also think uh, at some point in time, we need to pivot. Cause I think we've talked about either balls or shit in every episode. So you're suggesting the first episode was, do you wipe <laughs> forward to back or back to front? Right. I think we need to pivot and, Pick another subject at some point. Doesn't have to be now. Doesn't have to be next episode. But at some point in time, we need to talk about something else. But you know what the funny thing is, is right? It's it's not like we've said, hey, let's talk about shit, ass balls. Like that's not how what's happened. It's just happened because that's the stuff we talk about. Stupid stories, 
different things, crazy ideas. So it's, it's just the way it is, but yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. Um, the moral of the story is men never grow up. Oh, that's 100% accurate. I don't actually think you're <laughs> going to have a lot of women argue that. Like, so, no, um, no, not at all. So the other one I wanted to tell you was one year, um, my wife and I, we had gotten to a point where we really didn't know what to buy each other anymore. And like, if we tried to kind of surprise each other, we, we potentially would end up with a dog shitting calendar, right? Like we didn't know what to buy. <laughs> so what we did instead was I was like, tell me what you want. So she told me exactly what she wanted, gave me a and photo of it, gave me the link and everything. Right. So it was like, it's this Tiffany bracelet. It's this design. It's this color. It's this size, everything. So I buy it, wrap it, give it to her. You know, she knows what it is, but you still go through the process. She opens it up. Oh, thanks. Two days later, she returned it. <laughs> so I'm like, that's it. Like from here forward, we're not fuck? buying gifts anymore. Like yeah, yeah. you buy your own shit. I buy my own shit. She changed her mind, but it's not like I picked the gift. She picked the gift and told me what to get her. So, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Um, as far as like gifts I've ever gotten, um, you know, there's the white elephant stuff. And, you know, that, that stuff, I, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be a, a gag gift, right? So it's supposed to be something kind of crazy and kind of stupid. Um, I remember a time for Christmas when I was probably eight or nine and my grandfather, who um, on my mom's side wasn't really kind of super into like family gatherings and stuff like that, never really had a good relationship with him. Uh, one time for Christmas, and he never got me a gift, but this one time he actually got me a gift. And I remember it. It was so bad that I actually remember it here 40 years later. Um, he literally re-gifted me what seemed like a bunch of shit that was lying around his house. <laughs> so like, like unopened, like a deck of 51 cards, things like that. No, it wasn't even that. It was like a plastic horse, a coin, uh, just like totally like random shit that you could see. Like if you were to go up into your attic and you'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't know I still had that. Like, that's what he got me for Christmas. And Three I Three legs on a horse is better than none, right? <laughs> <laughs> my mom was so furious. She And she, like, my mom's not one to kind of mince words. She will, you know, if she feels something, she's got to get it out. She, like, let him have it, like, ripped into him. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? So just checking, your mom, it's your mom's dad, right? Not your aunt's dad. Correct. I want to know, I want to make he sure I know which one. passed away quite a while ago, okay. so, yeah. So he was the first guy I remember being truly the definition of a dirty old man. Like, oh, the stories 100%. he would tell, the way he would oh, talk 100%. to women, the things he would do. He was the first one I remember that I was like, oh, this is exactly what they talk about when they talk about dirty old men. Yeah. So he was um I have to I have to be careful what what I divulge here cuz I don't want to unearth the family uh you know history the wrath of and, your mom. I know and then, and then have to <laughs> and then have to deal with it. Um he was uh he was a, an interesting character. And I'll tell a story that about him that I can tell because it happened to me, but I went away to college and he was always a big golfer. I went away to college and started to learn how to golf because I had a bunch of guys that I worked with um, and uh, we, we played golf all the time. They got me into golf. They taught me how to play. I bought some clubs and, and ASU, Arizona State University has a fantastic golf course, or at least they used to. And uh, as students, we, we got, it was like $4 a round or something like that. So it was ridiculously cheap. So I was still going to school 
And um, so I had I had that discount. So we would all go and we play on this fantastic golf course, right? The first summer I come home, my mom's like, well, you should reach out to your grandfather. Like you guys finally have something in common. Why don't you go out and maybe he can show you how to swing a golf club. And I'm like, yeah, some, sure. Whatever. Some bonding moments. All right. Right. Bonding moment. So, uh, so we go and we hit the driving range and, um, you know, we're swinging and I'm like, oh, you know what, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, oh, I don't really know here. Like, just, just watch me. And he, you know, he tees off and he looks like he hasn't played in like probably 15, 20 years. Right. I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm going to get much from this quote unquote lesson. Right. So then he, he kind of turns to me and he says, uh, so, so can you drink yet? Are you, you legal drinking age? And I'm like, no, I'm like 18, 19 years old. He's like, oh, that's too bad. He's like, I know a place where you and I can go. It's a bar right down the street. We can clean up in there, kid. You line them up. I'll knock them down. Like, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, but he's literally trying to get me to like, go to a bar with him and pick up women. You were going to be his wingman. And, and I was going to be his wingman. Yeah. You should have whipped I mean, out your fake ID and said, buddy, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I mean, at the time I had a girlfriend, so I was not interested at all. Plus the whole thought of, you know, kind of going to a bar with my grandfather and, and picking up chicks. Wasn't, wasn't all I, that. I cannot imagine going bar hopping with my grandfather, my father, forget yeah. about my grandfather. Like let's, let's bring it down one generation. <laughs> I can't imagine going to a bar with my dad, him trying to pick up somebody. Right. I know he's still married, but my mom's still alive and all that, but still yeah. like just the, the general thought of that, forget about with my grandfather. But you know, you do see yeah. sometimes in these like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. They always talk about these old suave guys, silver foxes, things like that. So he, he, he could he be your lucky certainly- charm. He was the most certainly the smooth talker. Um, he was single for a reason, habitually single. So uh, I'm sure he had he had plenty of stories that he could he can share and, and keep us entertained for quite quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, he's dead, so he can't tell us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> um, All right. So um, I'm talking to to my daughter this week. And just kind of shifting gears here, unless you have more on the shittiest gift topic you wanted to bring up. I do not. All right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she immediately says, uh, yeah, the show's pretty funny. Um, I noticed you don't really talk about me a whole lot. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, I just, you know, kind of want to, don't want to air all the family stuff for the world to hear. And she's like, well, dad, like, that's what I'm here for. Like, tell some stories. And I'm like. Okay, <laughs> you asked for it. So I decided to add to our, agen- our agenda, what's the worst thing you've ever had to punish your kids for? So m- my, my kids have actually haven't had anything big, right, yet. And you know, yeah. my, my son's 12, my daughter's eight. So I think that's part of it. So I think for me, I'm going to do a you here. For me, it's the typical <laughs> not listening um, doing something wrong, not cleaning up after himself. So there hasn't been anything major yet. Um, and if you're going to tell the story, I think you're going to tell, I'm actually going to default to you this time to go ahead and you can tell your story. Well, I'll tell the story and then you'll have to tell me what you think the story was going to be. Cause okay. maybe there's more than one good story that I need to tell here. Yeah. Wait, and before, but, you, before uh, you tell the story, I will like to point out that <laughs> when you told me your daughter said you didn't talk about her enough, I said, I think it would be really funny if you just said that line and then we didn't talk about her again for the rest of the episode. 
But no, you want it, to tell a story. I, I'm feeling in the giving spirit, it being, uh, you know, the holidays and whatnot. It could so, be the peanut butter um, jelly talking. Yeah. So uh, your son is 12. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the key word, the key phrase there is your son. Um, you will have plenty of stories to tell okay. in the coming years. So we're going to keep this segment open and maybe just kind of table it for you to come back to at a later point in time, because he is your son. And I have a feeling there's going to be some gold in there. <laughs> yeah. And he is exhibiting very much characteristics of me growing up as well as my smart ass mouth. So yes, I agree. I think there will be stories. And, and, um, both of your kids for their age, in my experience are brilliant for their age. They are probably two to three years far superior to their age when it comes to intellect. So, um, I've had adult conversations with both your children and they blow my mind every time. So you, my friends are going to have your hands full, particularly with your daughter. I think, okay. I think it might say I know more about f- your brains than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who's this fucking knucklehead? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, but I happen to think that your kids are particularly uh, brilliant. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, um, so, so my daughter, was at the time of this story, I want to say 13 years old. And um, she was kind of going through the phase of, you know, the makeup, the eyebrows, you know, where they painted on their eyebrows. And I mean, I have some pretty damn thick ass eyebrows. She would make her eyebrows look darker and thicker and, and larger than mine. And, I, you know, you kind of always used to tell, tell her like, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, it's the style. It's the style. Okay, fine. You know, I'm going to let you my mom let me have like a blonde tail when I was in, you know, a kid. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to let you do your thing. I'm not going to, not going to get in the way of, you know, your sense of fashion. You have all things your mom should have gotten in the way of. She should have gotten in the way of that. <laughs> <laughs> one quick snip with a scissor would have been fine for everybody. No duck tail well, needed. The funny thing is she's the one that did my hair. So I'm like, Hey mom, I want a tail and I want it blonde. And she's like, okay, cool. She gets out the, the stuff to do it and she does it. So, um, so that was the funny part. But anyway, so my daughter, my daughter's 13 and, um, She's like, dad, I want to go to the movies with a friend of mine. And I'm like, all right, well, well, who's this friend? And, oh, it's a girl and her name is so-and-so. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I kind of, I met her once before. She's not like a friend friend, like a friend of the family friend. She's kind of like a new friend that she met in school, right? Sounds a lot and, like not somebody you know well enough that you can talk to. Yeah, no, no, exactly. 100%. I don't, I don't know this story. I want to say that off the record. I mean, on the record right. now. I don't know this story, but I can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm like, all right, you know, like, you know, I want, I want her parents, you know, number and stuff like that. So that if I need to, I can call them and whatever. So she does, that was the thing. Like, if you want to hang out with someone, that's fine. I need to meet them and I need to have their parents. I need to meet their parents and have their numbers so that if I ever need to call them, I can get a hold of them. So anyways, so I pick, uh, and it, and it was a female. So I, I picked the girl up and they're like, they want to go to the movie. I'm like, all right, what, what movie do you want to see? And they're like, oh, you know, I want to see movie ABC. And I don't remember what the movie was. And I'm like, okay, well, didn't we just see that a couple weeks ago? She's like, yeah, but she hasn't seen it. She wants to see it again. I'm like, all right, fine. So I take him to the movie. I drop him off at the movie theaters at, the, you know, about 10 minutes before the movie's supposed to start, right? So the movie's supposed to be an hour and a half. I look it up. I'm like, all right, if they went to the 7.30 showing, it should be done by 9. And I'm going to pick them up at like 9.05 in front of the movie theater, right? So I tell her I'll be in front of the movie theater. 
So um, my wife and I, we go and we park in front of the movie theater and I text her and I'm like, all right, she had a phone at this time. I'm like, where are you? And no answer. 10 minutes go by. So um, the smart and technical dad that I am, I've got find my iPhone, you know, on her phone, right? So I pull it up and it shows um, where her phone is, but it shows within a 50 foot to 100 foot radius, right? So the dot isn't exactly on the movie theater. It's kind of behind the movie theater, right? So, uh, you know, I, I walk around and there's a whole like apartment, there's a gated community of apartments oh, behind the movie theater. Oh, that's great. Sorry, yeah. not great for so, you, but that's great. Yeah. Like, that's, that's some planning to use a movie theater that's in front of an apartment complex that you can go to. Oh, wait. So immediately my blood's boiling. I'm like, I am going to, I'm going to catch her and I'm going to catch her good. Right. So I jump the fence because it's a gated community. I have to jump this wall in order to get in there. Right. So I jump the wall and I start walking out the community and I'm like, what that like, I'm like looking at the phone. I'm looking where it is. And it's just the dots in the middle of the street. You know, I'm like the hell, like how good is this friggin' find my iPhone? So I start listening to see if I can hear music and like people like having a party. So I start going door to door and I like walk up to every door, like, you know, three level apartment complex. Right. So I'm like third level, second level, first level and listening at the door. Thank God like nest cam and like ring wasn't a thing back then because I mean, I would have gotten arrested for sure. Also, finally, this place didn't have armed security, just a side. Right. Right. So finally I get in front of an apartment that sounds like they're having a party. And I'm like, all right, you're busted. So I go and I walk up to the door and I'm just about to knock on the door and my phone buzzes and I've got a text from my wife and she's like, she's out here. I've got her. She's in the car. Come back. So I'm like, oh, all right, motherfucker. So I, you know, go back out of the apartment complex, jump the wall, go back into the movie theater and I jump in the car and she's in the backseat and her friends in the backseat and they look like they were guilty as fuck. Right. I'm like, what the hell happened? Where were you? And she was like, we didn't go see the movie that I told you we were going to see. I'm like, well, what movie did you go see? We went to go see straight out of Compton, <laughs> the NWA like biography movie. And I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, yeah, we went you know, to the PG movie and then we snuck into it. And I'm like, all right, first of all, that's a two hour movie. Didn't it occur to you that when I told you I was going to pick you up after the movie is over, didn't it occur to you? I'm not even mad that she snuck into a movie now. I'm mad that she wasn't smart enough to figure out that the time of the movie did not coordinate with the time of the movie that she told me that she was going to see. I'm like, it was a half hour difference. So because so I actually went into her. the movie theater. You're not mad at her for lying. Oh, I'm you're mad. mad at her. You're, you're mad at her for not knowing how to tell time. I'm I'm more mad at her for not being smart enough to plan for the fact that she may or may not have gotten caught. Right. So I'm mad that she did this, but I'm more mad that I'm like, you're smarter than this. Like you should have known that the movie was going to end a half hour later. You would either need to leave earlier or whatever. But I did, cause I did, I forgot to tell you this. I actually did go in and I asked the manager of the theater, if I can go into the movie theater where she was supposed to be. And I went in there after the movie was over and it was empty. So that's what freaked me out. That's where I'm start running around the neighborhood like a madman. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it ended up being, they went to see 
straight out of Compton and they wanted to see it. So ironically for Christmas that year, she bought me straight out of Compton <laughs> on DVD as a joke gift. <laughs> so it does, it does tie back to Christmas, but, uh, and you didn't but, use it as your shittiest gift ever. So she should be proud of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so living up to her request of being asked to talk about, I'm going to tell the other story, which is the one I thought you were going to tell. So, you mentioned you think my kids are really smart, and thank you for that. Your your daughter is off the charts, right? So, and the funny thing is, this situation you just talked about clearly, I think, was earlier than this one. And she, for some reason, I can't understand this. She must be crazy. Thinks you're a cool dad, right? She has said that, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so cool, in fact, that she decided to tell you that she helped her brother with his exam because my cool dad is not going to get mad at me. This was recent. This was like six months ago. It was very recent. And so much so that her cool dad was so cool about it that I don't remember what happened. Oh, she got punished for it. I think she... Uh... The routine punishment in my house, because you can't, it's not legal to beat kids anymore. Watch episode one and two if you want some more info on that. <laughs> the, 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 the routine punishment is my house, in my house is typically they get their phones and their, uh, their electronics taken away. Because, you know, to a 16-year-old boy, his computer slash Xbox is everything. To a 19-year-old girl, 18-year-old girl... Um, their phone is like their livelihood. Like mm -hmm. without their phone, it's like ridiculous. So I don't remember what the punishment was, but it probably had something to do with that. And since I pay for all their electronics, even though she's an adult, I feel like I can still take some of that stuff away. But yeah, she did come to me and she was standing in my office and she's like, did <laughs> tell you? I said his name again. <laughs> oh, David is having a I rough know. show. <laughs> I'll bleep that one out too. El Wapo. <laughs> Watch the last episode for that one. That's an inside joke. So anyway, she said, did he tell you? And All I'm right. like, tell me what? Oh, I helped him take his exam. <laughs> what? I helped him take his final exam because we're in the middle of a pandemic and all everything is online. I helped him take his math exam. I'm like, one, why would he tell me that? But two, why do you feel like it's okay to share that with me? Because they thought you were the cool dad, which they found out immediately after they told you that story that it's not yeah. true. Oh, I, I remember what the that. punishment was. The punishment was for both of them. He paid her. And I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks to take the exam for him. So I made her pay him back. Yeah. So and then she you now took his exam for too. free. I think I did too, but she now took his exam for free. <laughs> right. So with you wearing your Christmas hat and um, I, I don't, I know I've been out to see you around this time of year, but I don't remember what the holidays are like out there. Um, here in Connecticut, a lot of people put up lights and all those type things that go along with the Christmas season. We don't. So much so that my kid asked me, hey, the neighbors have lights on. When are we putting ours up? Which I responded, never. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's way too cold out there to put them up. I'm like, it's not worth it. Um, do you put lights out at Christmas time out there? Oh, this is I'm going to get in so much trouble for this because my wife hates me for it. I used to. Um, so we live in a two story home. So I used to. I didn't do the Clark Griswold where I like, you know, stapled it to like every square inch of the house, but I, I used to hang lights, you know, I would outline the entire house top and bottom 
and it looked great. But not only was it like a half a day thing, like a four hour thing, but uh, the last time I did it, I almost fell off the roof <laughs> and killed myself. So I told my wife, I said, look, the, that's the last year I'm doing it. I'm going to hire somebody next year. Next year comes around. I start looking on Facebook for people in the area to, to do it. And they want like 250 bucks. And I'm just like, no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I refuse to do it. So I stopped putting lights up. Um, but I live in one of those neighborhoods where um, I think in some cities they call it like Candy Cane Lane or whatever. Like, you know, there's always that one street where every single house puts lights up and they <laughs> all go way overboard. In fact, one of the houses, um, I don't know if it's on my block, but it's in the area. They're on that TV show. There's a TV show on like Lifetime Channel and it's like, you know, the, the the greatest like Christmas decorations ever or whatever. Like every year they're on that show because they go way out of control doing it. So you pull into your community, you have Griswold house, Griswold house, enough lights for a plane to land your house with nothing on it. Lighted house, Correct. lighted house, lighted house. You know what? The Correct. good thing, just put up a one menorah in the window and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, Oh, he's Jewish. I totally understand. Michael, that would be deceptive. <laughs> we don't do things like that. Anyways, so the funny thing about Arizona is um, obviously there's no snow here. So if, you, if you've always lived in Arizona, it's no big deal. It's just it is what it is. If you grew up on the East Coast or anywhere that has four seasons, you kind of you associate Christmas with the winter and snow and cold weather. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's 50 degrees out now, which is freezing if you have used to the warm weather. Yeah, so you've gotten so get... soft. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we try to do what we can to like put up lights and make it, you know, feel festive. The problem, though, is that um, Arizona is, is pretty flush with palm trees. And the big thing that people like to do is they like to Clark Griswold the palm trees. They literally wrap white lights around the palm tree so that at night it looks like every square inch of the palm tree has a light on. I mean, if they're literally like these massive beacons. Yeah. And we, we have the similar, you know, the normal street trees, people put them on, you know, the towns do it. Usually some people do it in front of their house. So as of right now, I know it's, you're on the West, I'm on the East, but that doesn't sound anything unique to me. It's not unique except when they string up the palm trees, they don't, put lights on the palm fronds that are at the top. Okay. They just put lights on the trunk shaft. Okay. <laughs> and you'll see where this is going. So at night, if the only thing that's lit up is the trunk of the palm tree, it looks like a big 50 foot dildo. Okay. Cause they're phallic looking as fuck. And just picture an entire street lined with palm trees and every third one is wrapped to the guild from top to bottom. It looks like dildo, 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 literally 50 foot dildos going down the entire length of the street. This is funny because this is the same story I, you tell me when I, when I ask you what is the greatest fantasy you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think that's Maybe. it. No, I'm pretty right, sure so that's I got, not I got, it. So I, I gotta, now I got to unpack this. I got so many things in my <laughs> mind right now. A <laughs> couple things. One, um, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is that the first thing that comes to mind is it's a big dildo, right? 
That's uh, no, no. That's what it looks like. I'll go take a picture. Oh yeah, you and maybe you I'll add it to this episode. Picture. Yeah, you can get yeah. a fucking picture of the monolith. You can get a picture <laughs> of dildo tree. Go get it. So that's one. Two. The other thing is, ironically, with you not doing lights in front of your house, you're the only dick who doesn't have a dildo tree in front of him. That's the next sex, second thing. Um, the third thing is clearly when you said we have to stop talking about balls and dicks, you must have met next episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, so much is going through my mind. I feel like one of those like <laughs> robots that had a glass of water thrown on him. Like, I don't know what to say next. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Oh, it's pretty bad. And the funny thing is like people don't, they don't get it. Like nobody gets it. I, Maybe I just have a dirty mind well, and that's see, all that's all that comes to my mind when I see it. But I'm like, this is normal. Like every fifth house has this. See, that's the thing is I think it's the, what you perceive it as. Because every once in a while, <laughs> I, I definitely have a dirty mind. I like saying dirty jokes. I think a, a dick joke is just as funny as anything else. You know, you also like to send dick pics, apparently. Watch the last episode. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but one time I was reading something and I kept saying, I can't believe that says cock. And my wife says, <laughs> that says clock on that sign. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So it, yeah, I think it's perception. So I would like to see this photo and see, I'll tell you what I think once I see it. All right. I will definitely add it to the episode. That's great. <laughs> so speaking of um, the idea of winter, Christmas is winter and snow, right? The two years that I was in. Typically. Yeah. Well, unless for, for you me, live in Arizona. Right. When I lived in Australia, same type thing. December mm. is a hundred degrees. It's the dead of summer. Yeah, because it's the opposite. Yeah. Of here. So you're yeah. outside in shorts and you're playing games. So that leads me to when I was there, we were barbecuing. And me and my friend, I'm gonna call him Penrith, we came up with this idea of Penrith, yeah. He um he's a massive Penrith Panthers fan. So it's a uh Football okay. team, or, sorry, Cricket? rugby team. Oh, it's football. Yeah. Oh, it's rugby. Okay. So I'm going to call him Penrith. So him and I decide I'm going to get a barbecue, right? And we move the barbecue. And in the process of moving the barbecue, we lose or are starting to lose all the rocks that come with a normal barbecue. So you, you don't, nowadays, most barbecues just have kind of an oil basin to catch them. Um, some older ones used to have rocks underneath, almost like lava stones or something to catch mm -hmm. some of the oil as mm -hmm. well to keep the fire down. Right. So otherwise you get a nasty fire in the middle of like cooking burgers correct, or whatever. Yeah. Correct. You get a flare up. Don't ruin yes. my ending. <laughs> 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 so we, we decide we hear from someone and I don't remember who somebody tells us that, you know what, since you lost the rocks because we spilt them and got oil on them, they're like, what you can use instead is kitty litter. So we go to the store, we buy a bag of kitty litter. Clearly what the person didn't say was there are different kinds of kitty litter that you should be looking <laughs> into. Let me guess. There's flammable kitty litter and there's non-flammable kitty litter. <laughs> so there's, there's a version of kitty litter, which are like pebbles almost, right? More granular. They would absorb like these rocks would have. We bought the other one. <laughs> so we put the kitty litter in we are starting the fire going great first 20 minutes fucking burgers are on we're flipping them no problems we're giving them to people you know we're going through a couple baths but at the time it's a ticking time bond i guess in the background right dripping a little bit of oil on them 
dripping a little bit of oil on him, dripping a little bit of oil on him. All the cats in the neighborhood are starting to meow. (laughs) Yes, meow and drool. Um, (laughs) Finally, at one point, the entire barbecue flares up. Basically, we're worried that it's going to burn down the balcony, right? That's how bad the fire is. Oh, is this is an apartment building? It's an apartment building. It was a balcony. We get it under control. I think we might have used fire extinguishers to get it out, or we get it out of there. We put it out, everything. But that batch of (laughs) burgers was, in essence, cooked, scorched by... Oh, they're hockey pucks. Well, not only that, not only they hockey pucks, but they were flambéed with a little bit of kitty litter surprise. And... (laughs) <laughs> you didn't still eat them, did you? We didn't. <laughs> Other people at the event did. <laughs> yeah, so we handed those out. So yeah, that reminded me of that story. Christmas time, summer, warm weather. Yeah, it's just it, to me, it's it's so foreign. Like to me, it's winter. Yeah, it's cold. Like I don't all I want for Christmas type shit. No snow. I don't care about that. But that that's the season to me is that kind of thing. Yeah, it does get cold well i mean it's all relative right so it does get colder here like it'll it'll drop below freezing uh like you know three four in the morning here so it's not it's not a total wash but um in the 28 years i've been in phoenix i think it's snowed maybe three times in actually phoenix yeah yeah, no to where i can actually see it wow um from my house and it never sticks you know you know it's everyone runs outside and they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then as soon as it hits the ground, it's gone. Right. Because the ground's still hot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's it is what it is. I mean, like we talked about last episode, you can drive two hours, two and a half hours north of here and get all the snow that you can possibly handle. So that's kind of nice. But I do miss living in a place that has um, four seasons. I do. Right. In Arizona, you basically get. um you get you don't really get a fall so much as you get you know you kind of get a cold fall and then you get a hot summer like there's spring is like a week and a half you know spring's the time where everybody goes outside and they enjoy it like in Arizona it's just you they go outside and you're like July and August. this is great and then it's either too cold or too hot like on either side of winter it's just it's just it's not enjoyable for very long so i kind of miss having more than two seasons um, which is one of the reasons why we're, you know, potentially in the near future looking at moving to, uh, to a place that has a little bit more of a, an even keeled climate. Yeah. And so to, to be fair to you, I know I make fun of you for, you know, being weak and losing your edge that you complain about the cold. But I do remember the first time. So I visited you many times in, Ari- mm-hmm. in Arizona. The first time I remember visiting you in a winter month, right? I still packed as if I was coming in the middle of July. I had packed only shorts and t-shirts and things yep. like that. No jackets, no sweaters. And I had to go out and buy things because it was in, in late at night, yeah. it got really cold. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I do think it gets colder there, but I look, I was fucking shoveling two feet of snow the other day in about 12 degree temperature. So <laughs> the fact that you're saying 45 is mm, nippy, <laughs> like that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. But, you know, some of my best memories in childhood are, you know, in the snow. And, you know, one of my favorite memories um, actually is the the Christmas that you and I, we did Christmas with our families. And then you and I would typically get together afterwards. And our thing before it was a big thing, because now it's actually a big thing for everybody. But our thing was to go to the movies on Christmas, Christmas night, because there was, once you have dinner with your family, there's like nothing else to do. Yep. 
So we would go and we would go to the movies. And I remember you and you and I would go to like the arcade and play for like two hours. And then we'd hit up the movie. And one night we actually saw National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in the movie theater when it first came out. And I mean, that movie is, has been kind of a staple in my entire life, but it really began like that night when we went and saw it. Cause I remember you and I just laughing our asses off in the movie theater. And then, I mean, I've probably watched it every year since. Yeah. And that's, that movie is one where I know people throw around the text message rolling on the floor, laughing, Mm-hmm. That movie, I remember being doubled yeah, over, it was, laughing almost the whole movie. I mean, that was such a great movie. And then that's the one that afterwards we snuck out and went to see uh, Straight Out of Compton, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so, but yeah. All right. It's one crazy question time. All right. All right so I came up with the question again. Um, I don't even know that I have. Yeah, I guess I do have a pretty decent answer for this one. So <laughs> if you don't have an answer for your own, no, no, question, no, 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 I do. I do. I do I'm going to be like, I'm Michael Carter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the question is, if you had to choose between going naked all day, every day, or having your thoughts appear in thought bubbles above your head for everyone to read, which would you choose? <laughs> so, the reason why this question is great is because I don't feel there's a win situation, <laughs> right? So if you start with me walking around naked all the time, nobody wins in that situation, right? <laughs> so much like I don't I, like people always say, "Would you go to a nude beach?" Right? I don't like to go to a nude beach because oh, the, the male body was never meant to be seen well, by other only, people. Not only that, like I'm worried of getting aroused on the beach. Like that's my biggest concern <laughs> that how fucking embarrassing would that be that, you know, you're seeing all these naked women walking around. Have you around. ever been to a nude beach? No. Uh, I have, there's typically no one on and the people that are comfortable in their own skin to go to a nude beach are typically not people that would, uh, arouse you. <laughs> Well, it's good to know. And if you're there, I'm you going talked to avoid last episode <laughs> about having to look around your belly in order to see your nutsack. <laughs> that's, that's a common thing on nude beaches. Let oh, me tell you. Yeah. So that, that one, I don't want to do, but the other side is if you've been listening to the last few episodes, this is what I say out loud. <laughs> Can you imagine what would be in those thought bubbles? I don't, I don't think I could do that. I think by default, I have to walk around naked in this case. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, so I would have to agree. Um, you know, I read a lot of books as a kid. The book 1984 comes to mind by George Orwell, where he talks a lot about the thought police and how, you know, the government at that point in time is able to read your thoughts and people get in trouble for their thoughts. Um, if, if my thoughts were public, 100%, I would be on death row. 100%, I would be on death <laughs> it's row. It's funny because... that you don't think somebody would kill you beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the shit that goes on in my head is not normal and would easily get me arrested deported, like whatever. I like, there's just no way, but let, let's be honest though. Let's forget all this shit on the street. Something that happens. Some you, you, you're thinking you want to say to somebody, things like that. Let's just think, let's just back it up a little bit, right? To say the <laughs> kitchen table <laughs> where we're having a discussion with our wives and one of them say something 
And your response to them is probably similar to mine in certain instances where you're like, like no, honey, I agree. Like, does that this make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> that thought bubble alone is probably going to get both of us dead. <laughs> so funny story. My wife has stopped asking me those questions because you tell her the truth. No, I tell her I nothing I can say here is going to be good. <laughs> so like she'll say, oh, these, these jeans look good on me. And I'm like, nothing I say is going to be good because if I say yes, you're going to say, well, you have to say that. And if I say no, I'll probably get a kick in the nuts. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't answer anymore. And I, or I'll say things like, I don't want to be part of this conversation. I've actually said that to her as well. So, yeah. but yeah. So that, uh, again, the great thing about that question is it's just. It's a no-win situation. Raw. Yeah. There's, there's just no way you can get away from that safely. So, um, again, the not talking about balls and dick and naked next episode. We'll focus on that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next episode, we're going to talk about more humane things. All right. But, but this episode, you're going to make us all laugh with your latest installment of The Joke Fall. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, I did get somebody text me that they, they actually were walking down the street, listening to the iPod, laughing at one of my joke vault comments. I think you misread that comment. No, I got it. No, I, I don't think they were. I think they were laughing at you. I don't think they were laughing with you. That's fine. <laughs> it's better than <laughs> laughing at me for choosing the going naked one. <laughs> All right. Joke vault. Rules in NASCAR are so strict now that you have to use your blinker if you want to pass. The smarter drivers will turn on their left one and then go right instead. Wait, I thought that was the that was the joke about NASCAR is it's all left turns. You can't make a uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a fatal flaw in this joke. <laughs> You're gonna have to rewrite that one. <laughs> well, considering this one is over 20 years old, um, you know what? Wait, so I'm did, gonna did NASCAR it. did they change rules it? in did Formula they... One are so straight. There you go. Because they go, go they go left and right. <laughs> Yeah. Rules in Formula One are so strict now that you have to use your blinker if you want to pass. Smarter drivers turn on the left one, then they go right instead. Yeah, I'm not editing that one out. They're going to hear that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that joke went 30 years without being corrected. Yeah, I'm glad I found it. <laughs> Just to be told, I don't know what the fuck happens in NASCAR. <laughs> All right. Uh, next episode, um, I have so many good stories about this. I don't know about you, but um, I've had some shitty bosses in my life. Um, thankfully, none of them uh, in the recent uh, past, but I have had some pretty shitty bosses that I would love to out in public. Um, I won't name names, but uh, I fully plan on telling stories next episode about worst boss slash job I've ever had. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in for that. I mean, I might also sprinkle in a few like good bosses I've worked with and reasons why. Um, I'm assuming this isn't a job, so I can't include this as one of the worst ones, correct? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your boss. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> like subscribe what, go yeah <laughs> yeah do all that stuff i've decided that i'm going to stop saying it and just put little graphics up that say like point here and click on this and do that so we'll see how that goes but i may actually get lazy between now and the time that we release this video so happy holidays to everyone merry christmas kwanzaa festivus Hanukkah, all the things. Uh, I hope everybody has a, uh, a fantastic holiday, a safe holiday. And uh, Michael, what do you have to say about that? I think you've only left me Groundhog's Day. Everybody have a great Groundhog's Day. And with that, <laughs> I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored. <laughs>